Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is, at Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for spending this time with us. We're going to have a great show today. You know what we're going to talk about? Tax cuts. But guess what? Hi, Liz McConnell. Hi, Tom Haynes. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're going to, I'm going to, the, the blog of the, of the week for the show today is going to be interesting because on, on the show that I did on, at KPFT, I had a woman who said she was in her car and apparently she was irate that we decided to cover the topics that we decided to cover with respect to the Trump tax cut fraud. And notice what I said, the Trump tax cut fraud, because that is what it is, a fraud on the American people once again. So we're going we're, we're gonna to read that particular, um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to read that, what I gave, what she said. And also, what um, what my response was to her, and I think you're gonna kind of like that once we can get all this stuff put together. Now, um, I want to let you guys know that we are we have that tax cut bill is a new fight. I don't know if you saw the blog I did uh, based on Robert Reich's word as far as the tax cut being a Trojan horse. But if you haven't, please go to EgbertoWillies.com and see that. Before I get started as well, please remember to share these videos. Very important that we get our, our narrative out. We know the right has the perfect way of getting their narrative out. We are the only ones who can do that. So unless we are the ones doing that, it won't occur. So again, please make sure to share these, these not only the blog posts that we write, but also, please go ahead and share these videos. It is, um, it is very important. Uh, what are we going to discuss today? Let me get to the, um, to the, to the blog that starts the, the show. I'm running a little bit behind today. Did a 21-mile ride early this morning, and uh, now that I'm all refreshed and ready to go, uh, I, I want to go ahead and talk about this. Anyhow, anyone who thinks a tax cut, the tax cut that we're talking about, anyone who thinks that these tax cuts are somehow beneficial, I think they need to go ahead and try their hands at a basic course in economics, a basic course in economics, nothing difficult, nothing super technical or anything like that, because what these, what these people are about to do to our system, what these people are about to do to our economy is to shot it up. And what happens when that occurs? 
is you know who pays? We pay. It happened after Reagan uh, gave away all that money. It is happening again if we allow it to happen. So we simply cannot allow that to happen one more time again. Let me get this uh, video shared one more time to one of our pages, and I will be on with the show. And I want to ask you guys uh, to share as well. It is important that we bring the crowds in. Uh, let's see. On Blog Talk Radio, we're doing fine. We want to bring more crowds in on uh, Facebook Live as well. So let's see. I got that shared. We're in business. Anyhow, anyone who thinks, a tax cut is needed, uh, needs an economic class. If they believe the manner in which the distribution of the tax cut is likely to be dispersed, then they do not understand a simple economic concept, which is then for any one of you that are economics, economy majors now, you know that concept that's called the marginal propensity to consume. In other words, if I have $1,000 to give away, if I give $1,000 to a millionaire, that millionaire, that $1,000 means absolutely nothing to him. So he just throws that into his checking account or he puts the check on his desk and whatever, and it does absolutely nothing within the economy. However, if I give that $1,000 to somebody who is struggling, somebody who has problems paying some bills or whatever, you give them that $1,000, somebody who hasn't gone out to dinner for a while, somebody who hasn't bought their kid a bike, all these types of things. They take that $1,000 and they immediately spend it. When they buy that bike, when they buy that dinner, they've juiced the economy. They've employed a, a waiter. They've, employed, they, they've allowed more people to build bikes. They've done all these different things. So it does, if you're going to give away money as a tax cut and you want it to juice the economy, first of all, it is a fact that tax cuts do not juice the economies, the economy as good as simply giving somebody money and tell them, go spend it. And the, believe it or not, Bush kind of did quasi something like that when the economy was faltering under his administration. I don't know if you remember that time, just about everybody received a check in the mail. Well, that's, that's what it's all about. You want to juice the economy. Go ahead and give people who are having a hard time, and in America right now, it's most people. Americans suffer in silence. Americans suffer in silence. I live in a neighborhood here. Uh, you, you would think it's a great neighborhood. You would think that, oh, it's in the great upper middle class neighborhood or whatever. A friend of mine, I went to dinner with a friend of mine, or, or went at his home for dinner last night. And he said something very interesting. He's a restaurateur. And he was going to open a restaurant on the river close to where we are near the lake. And uh, they did their analysis of the river and all that sort of thing. And, he, you know, they figured I will go ahead and open this restaurant. And after they did the analysis, they told him, look, this is not this upper middle class neighborhood is not the place to put it. I also consult with an exterminator. That's what the guy says. I also ex consult with an exterminator. And when you have people in your neighbor in these neighborhoods, several people, where sixty to a hundred dollars is a problem 
to pay for the exterminator or the exterminator must get a post dated check or the exterminator may may be held back or whatever then you know that the disposable income in that neighborhood may not be conducive to the type of restaurant you're talking about give those people a thousand dollars they spend it the exterminator gets a job the waitress waiter get a job gets a job and that money circulates over and over and over again give it to the rich guy and he pockets it or he takes a venture in australia or a venture in in in, in uh cuba no, well not cuba now but or he take does a venture in russia or a venture in china or kenya or whatever because guess what the american market is mature and for all practical purposes it's played out they've they've reduced the people's wages they've they've made this a society a society where People just don't have a whole lot left over. Anyhow, so they don't understand the marginal propensity to consume. So what are your thoughts? I want to know what your thoughts are. I'd love for you to call into the show. The telephone number for the show, which I always forget, is uh, 646-929-2495. Again, that is 646-929-2495. 2495 if you'd like to call and of course if you want to make comments you can make comments here as well and we will answer whatever comments that you put out there Connie Sierra says uh, if the 1% already owns 90% of the wealth in this country why do we need more to create jobs exactly prescient the truth of the matter is that's why we say the tax cuts or a bad idea. If we want to have tax, we don't want a tax cut. What we want is some redistribution. That's the bad word, redistribution. I said it. Redistribution is very, very important because our capitalist system has a defect. The fact that a stockbroker can sit on his butt and make several million dollars and my garbage man can barely survive or my doctor has to try to sell fragrances to make ends meet because of the cost of doing business, it tells you there is really something wrong with our economic model. I have a whole lot to talk about uh, on economic models on some other show. Our economic model was designed by folks who want to maintain Exactly, Alexander Henderson, fair distribution. Greg La, uh, Bobby Jean, same as how the inheritance tax was designed. Exactly. Then there, uh, in, it, there should be no, in, as far as inheritance taxes is concerned, there should be no talk about removing it. In fact, the truth of the matter, you can't spend all your money. If you, tra- you should, look, I, I would love to transfer my home to my daughter because that's how it works. I paid for my home and it would be nice to give to the daughter. But if we were in a generalized system where we just say, you spend the money that you've made and it's over. When you're gone, it's gone. That makes, every, that makes the, a true meritocracy. And the reason it makes a true meritocracy is because individuals will earn what they're, they're worth. And then, of course, there, there's some more technicalities to that, but that, 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 this is not the point. 
to discuss that. But folks, I want you to give us a call and, uh, and or, or give us some messages here if you want to add something to the discussion. But you know, at this point in the game, or in this point in the show, I like to call it game sometimes, you know what time it is. It's time for the weekly blog post. Okay. This, this blog post got a hell of a lot of response when I posted it in, uh, on Coffee Party and some other places. The title is, My Response to a Listener Email I Rate with My Take on Trump's Tax Cut Pilfer. And here it goes. A listener to my uh, Politics Done Right show on Thursday was so irate that she fired off an email to me to complain. I happened to hear the end of your show today on my way home from work, she said, and would love to have called in to counter every one of your callers. She thinks we are wrong about Trump's tax cut fraud. Unfortunately, she did not call in because I would have loved to engage her. It is clear that she believes the master takers myth, you know, who are the makers, who are the takers, etc. Worse, she thinks that those who are making the most unequivocally deserve it. I love when people like Linda, the name of the person, I won't use her last name, I wouldn't want to embarrass her, make contact. We can only make a change if we go beyond the feel-goodness of being validated by our choir. So I love speaking to folks who want to hear the liberal and progressive message. But I also want this liberal and progressive message to be heard by those who think they're not liberal or progressive. My contention is the vast majority of America, or uh, they're liberal, they're progressive, but they're confused because of what externalities are out there to make them believe that somehow we are in the weeds. But anyhow, here's what Linda said. She, she wrote as follows. I happened to hear the end of your show today on my way to home from work, and I would have loved to call in to counter every one of your callers. One caller was upset because of changes in the estate tax, a tax that should be eliminated for all income brackets. The caller and you only mentioned that the rich would not have to pay estate tax until it was over $5.4 million. What you fail to bring up is that also means that the middle-class family that leaves any amount under $5.4 million do not have to pay tax. The rich will be the only one paying estate tax. You said all this lost income could go to pay off college, debt, or public assistance programs. Why should anyone have to pay tax on an estate that is taxed to death before you die? And you think our hard-earned money should go to pay off college debt? Well, tough. No one paid for my or my children's education. Why should I have to pay a debt that someone else got themselves into? If they don't want student debt, they should go to trade school. I go out and bust my butt at work. Why should I want to go along with Bernie's income redistribution plan? You said the new plan would be giving money to the rich. Actually, I would be allowing the income earners to keep what they earn instead of allowing the leeches of the country to steal it. So now, folks, you guys are leeches, man. You're leeches. We are leeches, you know. You show, your show callers, and you all talk about income inequality. Well, duh, nothing is equal in this world. So you think the rocket scientist and burger flipper should have the same income? When did it become a bad thing for a company to actually make money? 
The workers that don't like the salary are free to go elsewhere. They will be, there will be lots of other people that want the job. And if you want equality, how about if all pay a flat percentage tax? Every single wage earner should pay the same. No more freebies or tax breaks for that half of the country that doesn't pay any tax. How about all the lazy people that sit at home on welfare, get off your butt and get a job or sit down and get a job. I am 66 years old and have worked since I was 16. I'll be damned before I give up what I work for without a fight. Your listeners and Bernie supporters all have been led to believe that everyone owes you something. The only thing you are owed is what you earn for yourself. So needless to say, I don't hear anything on your program that would lead me to listen. Of course, she was listening, right? (laughs) My response to her email was pretty simple. Linda, her name, before I respond to the meat of your email, I want to tell you a little bit about me. You see, just my being tend to have some people create preconceived notions of what informs my position. I hope she got that phrase. What I'm trying to say is, you see, a, you see a black guy on radio or TV or whatever who has a liberal point of view, the people of this sect always tend to believe, oh, he's going to come out and support welfare because you know those people. And he's going to do this or say this because you know those people. Well, I wanted to inform her first. That is not the case. So I want, I want to dispel, this is what I'm, I'm writing, I want to dispel that up front. I've never received handouts from the government. Not that I think folks who need handouts from the government, there's anything wrong with that. Look, if you're, if you're in bad times or whatever, you should. Society should provide that. That's what I'm for. But I have been lucky thus far that I hadn't needed anything from the government. Anyhow, for several years, I've been in the highest marginal tax bracket but with my voluntary change in my profession, that is no longer the case. Before I became a full-time blogger, radio host, and political activist, I was an entrepreneur who owned a software development company. I created dozens of products used all over the world in oil companies, airplane manufacturers, NASA, point-of-sale systems, and more. And you know what? All these things are sold. Anybody can find it. You can see it. It's still out there. I designed, developed, wrote, and supported all these products myself. They were my brainchild that paid for my home and put my daughter through school for her undergraduate degree. And since no bank would lend me money when I most needed it, I built the company on 18% to 22% credit card debt, even though I've always had perfect credit. Screwed by the system. Here is a subset of, well, I also, I, I, I was kind of upset when I wrote after she got the email because, you know, I, I could see the makers, takers, uh, direction of her email. So I even sent her a picture of many products, the several products that Willie's Computer Software Company made. Given the narrative and tone of your email, I needed you to know that my empathy, compassion, Morals and care for those with lesser means were neither self-serving or based on economic ignorance. First of all, the estate tax, as it is only affects 
those that would inherit more than 5.4 million. In 2013, alone 20 small businesses, only 20 small businesses and family-owned farms paid any estate tax. Just 5,500 of the nation's 2.7 million estates will owe estate taxes. The estate tax is a mathematical necessity for any capitalist country to survive. If a small segment of a society grows faster financially than the rest, the mathematical reality is eventually that model caves because the masses are left continuously with less. It's math. The reality of the math has become evident already. You want to see what we're talking about? Look at the income inequality. Graph it with the Republican policies. Draw a graph to see stagnant wages, wealth distribution, and you see that the model that we have have done exactly that. As, as the smaller number of people get a bigger piece of the pie, the masses suffer and they take less, and then they fight among themselves for less. What we have to do is stay together and fight those who really are the ones inflicting the pain on the American people. And that is what we have to get away from, the crab mentality, pulling those that are moving ahead in the masses down. We have to support our folks to get who is the culprit, the destructors of the economy, the ones who are pilfering the middle class. Continuing. I did say the, that lost income could defer college costs and other safety net programs. Just like others invested in our generation, meaning the baby boom generation, Gen X's, we must invest in those behind us. Many baby boomers took advantage of the GI Bill, the Pell Grant, low college tuition, and societal investments and programs to give a hand up. When it was our turn, we bought into Reagan's low taxes and supply side fraud that is responsible for the wealth and income disparity today. Many call the estate, or many call states laboratories. Okay, you want to call states laboratories Republicans? Okay, let's use them as laboratories because that'll tell us a real story. That will tell us the truth. There is an experiment that many are not talking about. It's Kansas versus California. Suffice it to say, Kansas proved that the theory of the right is a failure. When put into full effect, they got the opportunity to reduce taxes. They said it was going to juice the economy. It was going to bring more taxes into the coffers. The students would get their, their, their education and everything would work perfectly. But guess what happened? Guess what happened? The tax receipts cratered. And not only did they crater, they wanted to cut education. They wanted to cut all these programs because they gave tax break again to the wealthy. Remember what we spoke before? You want, you want to juice an economy? Don't give money to rich people. Give money to poor people. Give money to the middle class. But guess what happened? The converse was true in California. Progressive policies are proven and work as they de depend on math and science and not on corroborated jive. It was funny because California raised taxes. And when California raised its taxes, guess what's happened? They were able to pay their bills. They were able to give the social programs that they wanted to give. And they ended up with a budget deficit. So whatever happened with, oh, my God, you increase taxes and something bad happens. Guess what else happened? If you remember back in the Clinton days when not one Republican voted for the Clinton tax increase, and that I wrote about this whole issue in my book, 
as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Check it out if you can. That book is still valid today as it was several, a few years ago. When he did that, he had the biggest economic boom, bar none. Reagan, nobody, even Reagan with his reverse supply-side supply economics, which was nothing but reverse Keynesian economics, even that didn't give the juice that occurred under the Clinton administration. Anyhow, who, we have asked subsequent generations to pay more for everything so we could get lower taxes. That's not fair. We then ask why many cannot get up and launch themselves. Well, you know why kids are coming home to live again? They can't afford to be out there. Real estate prices and all of these things are going through the roof. There are no controls. It's capitalist system gone awry. You have kids now that are paying $3,000 for two-bedroom apartments in town. I mean, these things are crazy. These costs are going up not because of supply and demand, but because of power, because of political power. Supply and demand? No. Political power. Now, you speak about, this to her, I'm, I'm telling her this now. You speak about working hard for your money and not wanting to pay off someone else's debt. You went through your formative years, given your age, you revealed, when taxes were at a proper level. As such, you benefited, this woman that wrote me, you benefited from a society that saw you as an investment. Politicians funded elementary, middle, high school, and college. We should want to pay it forward as well. That's how a society works. I respect your work, but you should recognize that work or you should recognize the work and contribution of others as well. You should realize that many do not get paid commensurate with the values there of their work output. I created dozens of products and made good money doing it. But many, like stockbrokers and bankers, produce services that in no way provide similar value. Yet, they make orders of magnitude more. That is the defect in our economic system that intelligent taxation must mitigate. Intelligent taxation has to mitigate the scourge that occurs within a capitalist society. The fact that Bill Gates can amass $80 billion, did Bill Gates really make Microsoft such that it is that he deserved $80 billion? Or did Jeff Bezos, who found a way to deliver products more efficiently, means it should make him the richest person or one of the richest people in the world worth several billion dollars? An economic system is man-made. We decided that we allowed that economic system to reward people not commensurate with their value, their real value to society. We are the ones who designed the economic system. My contention is that the economic system is a failure, and while we still have it, we should use the tax model or the ta we should use taxes to mitigate the failures of the economic system. Okay, continuing. Just like I do not believe a burger flipper and a rocket scientist are entitled to the same wages, neither should a stock broker make more than an engineer who produce products of all kinds. Please do not believe the lie that half the country do not pay taxes. It just is not true. They may not pay federal income tax, 
but they are still paying a large percentage of their disposable income on local taxes. While right-wing media will have you believe most people are lazy, it is not true. If you think most people are lazy, go to any train station in Houston or in your state or in your community where you are. You see people get up every morning and they're heading down. The vast majority of people are. It's a rat race in the morning. Most people are going to work. You have the stragglers. There's every community, every country has its stragglers. But most Americans are very hard working people. They work very hard. They may not pay federal income tax, but they are still paying a large percentage of their disposable income on local taxes. While right-wing media will have you believe most people are lazy, it is not true. Most Americans work very hard. The right seeks examples of stragglers and then try to impose their character, the character of the stragglers, on American masses in general. Unfair, wrong, immoral. Bernie supporters and most Americans don't want handouts. I don't know. Look, I don't know anybody who wants to rely on handouts. If you do, let me know. But I don't. And I have a huge family, extended family. I have a huge body of friends. Everybody works. Those that are struggling want to work. I don't know of anybody who doesn't want to lift their heads up high and say, you know what, I'm doing something of value. Most people want to work, okay? Most people want, don't buy into it. Just like high school is now a baseline, or rather, I, I, I missed one thing. Bernie supporters and most Americans don't want handouts. They don't believe anything is owed to them. They want everyone to have equal access to success. Just like high school is now a baseline, they want the same to apply to college and healthcare. Countries with much fewer means than we do, than we have, they do it. We chose to mislead our population to give a few tax cuts at the expense of having an improving society. That was a choice of ours. When I say it's a choice of ours, we've elected politicians who are evil enough to want to effect that choice. You wrote, speaking about Linda again, you wrote, the only thing you are owed is what you earn for yourself. I must completely disagree. I believe I am my brother's and sister's keeper. That is why we form societies. Think about it. There's no reason for society if we're not using our composite well-being to help those at some time who need help. At any time, someone needs help, whether it's from the cops, whether it's from the firemen, whether it's from the doctors, and that's what a society brings. There's no individualism here that these people like to preach. And Randian, the Anne Randian crap doesn't work. Even Anne Rand, in her, in her, on her, during her later years, the things that she always spoke about against Social Security, Guess who was on Social Security? Anne Rand. So let's be careful here. I believe I'm my brother's and sister's keeper. That is why we form societies. I believe in equal opportunity, equal access to success. I don't believe in equal outcomes. I believe 
we ought to, if, 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 if you're willing to bust your butt and do certain things, then be rewarded for it. If you just want to have a, 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 a standard life, that's fine too. Go for it. But it is important that we don't change what society is. It is very important that we maintain what society is. It's very important that we remember we better be, we better be our brothers and sisters keeper because we never know. I don't care how rich you think you are right now. It's amazing how many rich people in, 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 in some who already owned their homes outright in Kingwood and never thought they were in a floodplain. A flood out of nowhere came. Their paid off home, gone. No insurance. And even if they had insurance, all their monies were in their quarter million, uh, two, uh, three quarters of a million dollar home. That's where all your money is locked up. FEMA, if they had if they had flood insurance, the max on FEMA is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They lost it all, and they didn't have insurance. So not even the two hundred fifty thousand dollars would they get. Folks, you may think you're rich, you may think you have it, you may think all is good, but you never know. That's why I would always be my brother's keeper because I'm hoping that I have all the brothers and sisters out there that will be my keeper in my time of need. Folks, the telephone number is, let's see what the telephone number is. You know, I always forget it. The telephone number is 646-929-2495. Again, that number is 646-929-2495. And of course we have the one and only John, come on in today. How are you doing, my friend? Good afternoon, Humberto. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Talk to me, sir. Yeah, excellent opening. Uh, it's kind of funny. I guess that lady was heard my call, right? I mean, that's what she was referring to yes. on, on yes. Thursday. Yes. Heard your call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you were saying. And it's very simple to want to, uh, you know, I mean, it's very simple. Do you want a society that benefits all people or do you want a uh, society where selfishness rules. I mean, that's what she's talking about. You know, everything is just self, 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 self. And, you know, and that's what's caused all these problems. That's what's caused income inequality. I mean, that's why it's such a failure. And, you know, from the Reagan era on, it's been a failure. Uh, I want to talk about a few things in this, these uh, deplorable, uh, you know, Bush tax cuts for the rich, uh, yes. that are that haven't been talked about enough, I think you know a lot of journalists, especially on cable news, keep talking about how that they they want to double the tax credit from six thousand to twelve thousand dollars. What right. they're not saying is that they're eliminating the personal exemption, which exactly. is four thousand dollars, so they're acting like, oh, everybody, this is going to benefit it from it, but I mean, you know they're also eliminating the personal exemption, so if you don't if you don't have kids, you're kind of getting screwed by this, and exactly. uh, and it's also just being not portrayed properly. Another thing about this uh, the this uh, the the tax credits before they were one thousand dollars, or I mean right now as it stands, and what what this uh, awful Trump tax bill wants to have it at sixteen hundred dollars, but what they're not saying that 
you know, you have to right now you have to earn three thousand dollars at least to get this tax credit. Okay. Right. Now under the the Trump plan, you're going to have to earn fourteen thousand dollars, and so all of those fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. So all those people who are really really struggling, you know. Uh, just having a hard time, you know. A lot of them are, are eligible for the, the Medicaid expansion. Those are the numbers. They're not. They're not. They're going to lose their tax credit because of that. And also for rich people right now, the exemption. If you have one child, it stops at 110,000. If you earn 110,000, that stops. If you have two kids, you if you own or earn over 150,000 dollars, it stops. It goes up. For, for those people. And so the right. rich get to benefit more while the poor benefit less in this plan. I mean, this is the typical reverse Robin Hood. And hey. I, I would like to – I mean, people aren't talking about that enough. And uh, I think that, you know, we really kind of need to dig into these these numbers. You know, the alternative minimum tax uh, that, you know, Trump would have – Hardly had to pay anything at all in that one tax. Was it 2004, 2000? I think it's 2005. The yeah, one that actually. Those, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, the only thing that kept him, you know, paying, uh, you know, a decent amount of tax money was the alternative minimum tax. And so, of course, he wants to eliminate that. And you've done a very good job about talking about the the estate tax. And, uh, you know, and it's it's actually, you know, you know, I come from, uh, you know, my grandfather was one of those, you know, top two of one percent. And it's mm-hmm. actually a pretty simple solution. You know, <laughs> give your when you hit a certain age and it's different from everybody, start giving your money away or your land or whatever you own to your children. I mean, this is incredibly, you know, simple. Just give give that money away. I mean, you can still have $5 million on your own. Just start giving away the rest of it. And, you know, and it is also would be good to give some money to charity if you own that much, have that you much money. Funny, what is funny, John, is right now if you're a married couple, you can, and you have, let's say you have four children. Every year, you can give $28,000, transfer $28,000 to every kid of yours for free. If you want to give it to a stranger on the street, $28,000 for free. All of that money gets placed back into the economy tax-free, whether it's your sibling or not, tax-free. But again, you, you, I think you mentioned it earlier when you talk about the individualism and uh, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. I mean, it, it, uh, human beings are not naturally that way. That is really taught. If you go to certain societies, yes, we have all, we always have hierarchical societies and that sort of thing, but you go to society, uh, societies that haven't been infected by our sort of greed, they work communally. Look at how the natives were here in the United States. Yeah, they fought their wars and all that kind of stuff, but it was communal. It is a natural state of being, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It ha- I mean, it it really it, it almost has to be that way. I mean, think how difficult it it would be to somebody to to live in the woods you know, <laughs> and right. have a, a a decent lifestyle. I mean, I I know some people can do it. You know, if you're like into to trapping and all that stuff. But I mean, that's a pretty difficult lifestyle. And also, 
you know, people are are conditioned to do that. That's why people start, you know, people are in prison who start to put in solitary confinement. They start losing their minds right. because they don't have anybody to interact with. I mean, even even the guards. You know, I mean, and people, you know, you're, I mean, I'm sure people are, you know, have a lot of fear when they're in prison, but at least there's some communication when they're eating, you know, uh, meals or or whatever, you know, it's just, I just, I I don't, I don't quite understand it. When she talks about, you know, how she's paying for her kids' education, she may be doing that, you know, if they don't go to a state school, but Mm -hmm. I mean, if they go to a state school, I mean, the other people's taxes are going towards that. And if that, they is did- what I, that is what I alluded to with her. I wanted her to understand that she may think that, but the reality is she didn't do any of that alone. But, John, I, I, I don't want to cut you up, but I want to get to uh, some messages here on, uh, on the thing here. Uh, first, let me get to Patricia De Galani. The rich keeps getting richer and screw everyone else. That has been the Republican mantra. You're so right about that, uh, Patricia. Uh, Let's see. Uh, We have Alexander Henderson says, same people that believe in the prosperity gospel. If you're rich, it proves that you deserve to be. Likewise, if you're poor, that's your choice, or it proves you don't deserve any wealth. I really want to expand on what Alexander Henderson said, because I was was at a friend's home last night. Very good, good family. And they're doing very well uh, business-wise and otherwise. And they also went ahead and took the uh, – I know Dave uh, Dave uh, Ramsey. You ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Dave, yeah, they, they took the Dave Ramsey program, which is about getting becoming debt-free and also trying to do everything in cash and the only, the only thing you should owe is on your mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. I don't follow the, the Dave Ramsey protocol, of course. I, my home was paid off, but I mean, I, I think debt is debt, whether the debt is for your home or the debt is for credit card. The only difference between home debt and credit card is uh, when you have debt on your home, uh, it is the bank, it's you who take the risk. When you have debt on credit cards, it's the bank who take the risk, right? So that modal that he teaches is, is sort of a fraud in the first, anyway, but forget about that. There are people who believe in the Dave Ramsey model, which has some merit, some merit to it. But he believes as well, because I did a blog post about Dave Ramsey that says that it is, it is, uh, it's not, not blasphemy, I forgot the word, heresy. He went on TV and he actually wrote a book that says it is heresy for the government to take the taxes from the wealthy to make society a better place. He said it was heresy. And I, I was trying to explain that to my friend last night, but he hadn't known, known about those particular issues with him. We have to get away from the prosperity gospel kind of a thing, because just like we can indoctrinate folks on right-wing values, we can indoctrinate them on this prosperity gospel type of thing that really have people believe in it. It demeans people, because a teacher, I always, I love teachers, I love teachers almost more than anything else, because I think they're the ones that move knowledge forward. And I think they're poorly paid. I think they should be some of the highest paid people on the planet. They are the ones who ensure that society moves forward because they teach and they make sure our knowledge base moves forward. But it so happened they don't get paid a lot. Under the Dave Ramsey model, it would come, it, it, they, these people would believe that, well, teachers are not all that worthy. They have financial problems because they chose a profession 
that doesn't pay that well. Well, I'm sorry. They chose a profession that is much more honorable than a stockbroker, a real estate broker, or anyone. And not to knock these guys, but I'm sorry. A teacher is worth a lot more to me than my stockbroker, when I had one, uh, is meant to me. Anyhow, let me continue with some of what other people have said. Uh, it's like, uh, doing the, let's see, Patricia also says, uh, bear with me one second. Uh, how do I get through to my Republican friends? that this plan is just so very wrong for all but the big corporations and the wealthy? That's a very good question, Patricia, and let me tell you what, what I think has to be done. You have to find where that tax bill is going to cost them more. Because that's one thing with Republicans. They love, they love things until they can see that it's going to make their pocketbook lighter. So you don't want to go on a you don't want to have an ideological discussion about being Republican or liberal, Patricia. What you want to do is you want to find out, do your research, and you know we can find uh, based on your economies. Do they have kids in college? Do they have? Are there empty nesters or what are they? And find specifically because, as John would explain to you, most middle class folks will do worse. Yes, they may look at their marginal tax rate and say it's better. They may see that they get $450 back, what they won't see is the extra cost they would have incurred to get that $450 back. So make it an economic argument. That's all they understand. You get to the heart later on. My, I, I, I sit down at Starbucks, at Starbucks and try to get to their hearts when I have an hour or two to give. When I'm trying to just get them to listen, I say, hey, do you realize that the Trump budget is going to cost you this amount here? And it's going to cost your kid this here. Then they'll have second thoughts. You know, these people are not stupid. They're ideological, but they're not stupid. They're ideological. And some of them will, the people say, oh, people vote against their ideological or against their, their self-interest. Yeah, they do that a lot of time because somebody else convinced them that voting against your self-interest today is not against your self-interest tomorrow. But if they thought it's against your self-interest permanently, they won't do it. Watch how Republicans sell things. Oh, we sacrifice. We sacrifice for a better day. So if you're sacrificing for a better day, it's really not voting against your self-interest if you think later on it's going to be okay. And what you have to prove as a liberal, as a progressive, as somebody trying to get to people is that it's not only now that you're going to be affected, but it's going forward. It is going forward. It's also your children. It's your children's children. You love your kids? How can you do that to your kids? That is what they understand. You have to make it personal. Rykoff is one of the, uh, one of the better writers on how to uh, – there's, uh, and there's another one called the, 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 that I always used to quote called the um, – uh, the political brain. I don't remember the name of the, the guy. The Drew Weston. Guy. Drew Weston, absolutely. Uh, thank you for that, John. He has this great book that tells you what you need to do to get to these people. Don't try to make that calculated, very technical argument. In other words, don't say because X, Y, Z is going to occur based on this and that is not ethical or whatever. No. It's going to cost you this and this is, what it, this is how it affects you. Period. That's what they understand. 
Okay, let me continue with my with our folks here. My friends have no children left at home, no medical problems. Oh, you know what? There are still ways to get to them because their medical costs will increase if they're if they're over fifty years old. That's why that's why people are taking seriously Bernie's uh, Medicare for all, not necessarily for the whole country, but bringing it down to fifty-five years old because fifty-five-year-olds vote, and they know that absent Obamacare, fifty-five-year-olds get screwed. So. Believe it or not, some people, including Republicans, may actually be considering Medicare for all, just breaking it at 55 years old. Think about that. You, what do you think about that, John? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope. I mean, I mean, obviously, I want the the, the big plan, Bernie's big plan, you know, Medicare right. for all, that to happen. But I mean, you know, realistically. You know, you have to elect uh, a lot of progressives, and hopefully, you know, Bernie's doing great still, up by, you know, uh, 15 points in the latest poll released on Tuesday, PPP poll. And right, right now, there were there were five Democrats. They were had double digit leads. Biden up by 18, Bernie up by 15, in uh, uh, War- Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and uh, Kristen Gillibrand all up by 10. So, oh. uh, or so I mean, you know, Trump is really, really, uh, you know, bringing this country down, and people are recognizing it. He's he's less popular than ever, and uh, you know, I think I just, I mean, I want the country to do well, but I also want them to wake up that they're being conned. I mean, Trump talked about jobs, you know, on the campaign trail, and the Republicans they keep talking about jobs. Well, you know, uh, when Obama was president, you know, the the unemployment rate was under 5%. And so, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that people, I mean, Bernie addressed this, you know, people in a lot of rural states that are doing poorly and they need jobs. And I, I, I agree with that. But, you know, the biggest economic issue is income inequality, and right. one of the things when you're talking about talking about people, uh, uh, you, you mentioned Kansas. Kansas is a great example to where you can talk to Republicans and say, you know, Sam Brownback wanted to to put this plan out and you know take away this pass through. This pass through is essentially uh, if you're a business owner, you uh, and you're really wealthy, you're doing really well. Uh, right. You know, you you pay the top rate once it gets over, I think, four hundred and eighteen thousand, uh, I believe that's right, uh, a year, and uh, you pay that thirty nine point six percent. If if you if you are pass through business, you you would only pay twenty five percent in this new plan, and so I mean the the massive amount of money that's going to go into these rich people's pockets, which should be helping everybody. You know, this right. should be helping everybody uh, in society, the people who really need it the most, the people who need health care, the people who need, uh, you know, free college education, the people, the you know, these are the people that need it the most. And there's so many ways that we can help people. And yet, you know, they, they buy into this idea that you know that the number one problem is jobs. When what is the unemployment rate? I think it's around four point three or something right. like that. And it was low before. Yeah, we want wages. We want increased wages. And even with a four, usually they say under five percent is full employment. And what's so funny is under if you're in full employment, you should have wage power. You should be able to increase wages. There's something wrong. 
We are, there's no wage powered. Wages are increasing at 2% a year. Uh, it, it, it makes no sense. I mean, we have a dysfunctional economy that needs a complete revamp. Go ahead, John. Well, I mean, I also, I mean, Bernie's talked about this uh, b- before. I mean, in so many uh, cities have passed, you know, the fifteen dollar uh, an hour. I mean, there, there, it right. takes several years to get it, uh, you know, put into that point. But I mean, right. you know, it's 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 really difficult for people. You were talking about the rent. I mean, you know, the, uh, it's difficult for people to afford their rent and just to make ends meet. And it doesn't have to be this way. I mean, just look right. to our own our own uh, past history. We our middle class was very strong. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that way for unfortunately. Uh, for uh, black people and a lot of Hispanics who are discriminated against, and we have to always talk about that, you know, because that was extremely unfair and it continues to be unfair to this day. But you know, among a lot of of other people, you know, it the economic uh, values and the ideas that even common people who voted knew that people should have to pay their fair share of taxes, and it was wrong to have people make so much money. And and while people are the average person is just struggling, you know, and that's why they don't believe in politicians. I mean, that's why they don't believe that the system can work for them. But I mean, you see the ultra rich taking advantage of that. They want to push that narrative so people don't show up at the polls. So you yeah. know, so they they want to have another, everything to benefit them. I want to push another narrative, and this is a difficult one. Uh, I, and and, and um, thank you uh, for being here, Alexander. Uh, and and, and uh, we are going to keep this going. And remember, Alexander, to share these videos because that's how we're going to make a difference. I want to set another narrative, okay? Republicans and many corporate Democrats like to say, let's leave all these things to the free markets. Let's leave all these things to private corporations. And I say, I don't have a problem with that. Let's leave all these things to private corporations. But for every failure that private corporations and the private system has in making life better for Americans, then we the people will step in. Let me give examples. Examples. Rents are too high in certain locations that people want to live? Fine. Let the government then take care of building affordable housing for people that give it look the a home doesn't cost any more to build in downtown houston than it costs in kingwood texas away from 30 miles away from houston than it than in porter texas or whatever but our economic system allows one to pilfer and they claim it's based on supply and demand no it's not really because what people are doing right now is doubling up okay i used to be able to have my own apartment now i i create false scarcities and now share an apartment and the wealthy person who built the complex makes a whole lot more money. Okay, fine. If you want to do that, my friend, my wealthy builder, go ahead and do that. Government will build a complex right next to yours so that people can afford to live there. The same thing with food. If food gets too expensive because the private system, again, has failed, okay, while the food is too expensive, the government goes in there and take care of business. And we keep doing that. If you want to put, 
if you want to put the private system on notice, they say they are more efficient. And believe me, I'm a businessman before I turned complete blogger activist. I ran a company. I try to be efficient, very efficient. Us small companies are very efficient. The pilfer occurs from the big guys. But anyhow, everywhere they fail, we should have a backstop called we the people. And who are we the people? Our government that we elect and put there. We have to acknowledge our power. John, give me a quick closing statement. All right. Uh, if you're in uh, Virginia or New Jersey or any other state that, that's voting on anything, uh, I want to encourage you to go out and vote on Tuesday. I mean, uh, just, you know, sometimes there are candidates that uh, you may not agree with 100 percent, but I mean, you know, the idea is to make sure to, to put your voice out there. And uh, eventually you'll have – hopefully – I mean I, I know I'm seeing it with our revolution candidates, with Justice Democrats, with brand-new Congress candidates. You know, they're, they're coming up, and they're actually you know, you know, being more in tune with what my values are, and so I feel a lot stronger about voting for them. But I mean in every election I vote, even if it's somebody who's just slightly better than the other candidate, you pick the slightly better who's going to do less damage. And go ahead and make your voice be heard, and uh, hopefully, you know, as time goes on, I know in the primaries I'm going to be voting for uh, people who I really believe in, and uh, and so I'm just I just want to encourage everybody to vote on Tuesday and uh, to support uh, you know Justice Democrat uh, and brand new Congress and our Revolution candidates. Thank you very much, John. Folks. Uh, this we have come to the end of the show. I want to thank you so kindly for having been uh, having spent this time with us. Um, this is a, uh, these are very important times, and we have to continue doing what we're doing. I, I, I love thank you very much for having been here, Patricia. Uh, and yes, we'll resist on. I, I want to tell you that you're, the, those of you that that are out there doing the job, power to you. Multiply yourself. Don't ever lose hope. You don't have to be on the streets every day. You don't have to be like us every day and, you know, wanting to do things. But stay engaged. Stay engaged because we're going to need you. Come next year, we're going to really, really need you. So rest up because there's a lot of work to do next year in the primaries to make sure we get the most progressive candidates and then to walk and make sure that everybody out there is voting progressive in 2018 and 2020. So thank you so kindly for having spent this time with me. You have a wonderful rest of your Saturday. Please continue to tune in to KPFT 90.1 FM, Coffee Party Radio as well. And I will see you on Thursday at 3 p.m. at KPFT 90.1 FM and right here on our channel on Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis. And I am out. <laughs>